Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share with you that I have officially opened up the sign-up page for a free workshop that I am hosting on August 25th called Manifest Money for Good. It's a three-day live workshop designed for lightworkers like you who are ready to stop resisting the prosperity that they deserve so that you can attract more money and unapologetically change the world. I'm giving away some incredible prizes this time in true Manifestation Babe fashion, so you're definitely not going to want to miss this one. If manifesting more money for good is on your goals list for 2020, then guess what? The universe has officially answered your prayers. You can sign up right now at manifestationbabe.com slash money for good. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash money for good. I am so excited to see you in the workshop. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, gorgeous souls. It is Catherine, and I am back on the Manifestation Babe podcast. I hope you guys are having an incredible weekend so far. It is actually Saturday morning when I record this, but I know that with my new podcast editing team that has been so amazing so far and making the sound super high quality. Uh, I've been very, very pleased with the process. It might take them a couple days to edit it. So it might be Monday, might be Tuesday, might be Wednesday by the time you even listen to this, unless you're watching me live right now on Instagram. Um, But I hope you're having a great day regardless. So I am fresh out of the shower and decided to record a podcast before I do anything else in my day, because I've been meaning to sit down and record this topic now for two entire days. Um, I meant to record this on Wednesday. Actually, it's been three days now, but now it's Saturday and I finally got a chance to sit down, mainly because on Wednesday, or was it Thursday, I swear every single person out, you know, every single house out here right outside my apartment was doing some sort of gardening work or some sort of landscaping work. And there were lawnmowers on and leaf blowers on. And I was just like sitting here and waiting. I'm like, okay, might be another 10 minutes. It might be another 20 minutes. And then it's like the gardeners arrive at some other house. And so I couldn't do it that day. And then the next day, it was so, so windy. And I live on the ninth floor of a building. And when it's windy, I don't know if you guys are familiar with what I'm talking about, but you know that whistling sound that you sometimes hear in elevators of really tall buildings or just the whistling that comes through the cracks of some windows? Well, I swear I must have a crack somewhere because the whistling is so loud and I didn't want that to take away from your listening experience. So I decided to wait and I'm not usually the type to wait for the perfect moment. And I don't even think right now is the perfect 
perfect moment, but who cares? So today's topic is all about how I manifested my husband. Okay. This is a topic. This is a question that I get asked all the time especially when Brennan and I are in person with someone, they always ask about the story of how we've met. And I've told this story thousands of times. I've actually written a blog post on it back in 2016. But of course, you know, I want to update it and put it on my podcast. Not that the story has changed, but perhaps maybe my perceptions and perspectives and all the lessons that I've learned since then um, and the way I can look at the story of how we met and the story of how I actually manifested Brennan into my reality may have changed in the last three years. And I realized that I've told this story thousands of times and I never recorded it on the podcast. And this is like the number one question that I've been getting asked, um, especially when I do my Insta Q&As. There's at least five to 10 of you asking, like, how did you manifest your husband? How did you manifest your boyfriend? How did you manifest your fiance? I mean, many of you are in different stages of getting to know Manifestation Babe. But yes, Brennan is now my husband. So we are married. And our journey started about three years ago now, actually in just a little bit over three years in 2015. So I want to share with you the story of how we met and then the lessons that I have learned about what it takes to manifest your soulmate and how you can tell if you have manifested your soulmate and give you hope and perhaps answer some of your questions around like, hey, I'm with this guy and he matches 90% of the list that I wrote out when I was manifesting my soulmate. But there's that 10% that makes me wonder, is there someone else out there that's going to match 100% of my list? And if you're unfamiliar with what I mean by list, a list is just this general manifestation process of writing down what you desire in your soulmate or what you desire in your ideal mate or what you desire in your future husband. You just literally write down all the quality qualities, the physical characteristics, how they're like, how they treat you, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And I recommend getting as specific as possible because why not ask for what you want or at least think what you want. And of course, the universe always knows better and there might be that 10% of your list that you either have to evolve into or you have to recognize that you actually ended up getting something better than what you asked for. Okay, so I want to talk all about that. So going back, let's rewind three and a half years almost. Um, I was with my boyfriend of seven years in October of 2015. If we rewind just six months prior to that, it was March of 2015 when my best friend, Stephanie Burgos, if you're listening, hey girl, hey, um, went to a Tony Robbins event. And I had no idea who Tony Robbins was at this moment. Yes, there was a time in my life when I had no idea who Tony was. And she told me, especially since she was my mentor at the time, and she still is one of my mentors and best friends. And I would listen to every little thing that she would say. I mean, she would tell me to read this book. I would order it right away. She'd tell me to go to this event. I would be there. She would tell me that this will help me be successful. And I was just so, so hungry to learn. I was a sponge to picking up every bit and piece of what it takes to be successful. And I was just obsessed with it. And I still am. I'm still that sponge. 
But at that time, it was like, whatever Stephanie said, I would do it. And she just came back from an event called Unleash the Power Within, which is a four-day event that Tony Robbins does. I know I've mentioned it thousands of times, so you've probably heard this story at least a million times, but it's so, so crucial because if it wasn't for Stephanie telling me to go to UPW, I would not be with Brennan right now. So this is really where that story starts. And to be completely honest with you guys and completely transparent, Around this time in the relationship that I was in, it was not 100% fulfilling to me, but I was not willing to admit that because I was with this person an additional two years. So about a year and a half up until this point, completely out of guilt. And the guilt came from a moment in 2013, summer of 2013, when I was not faithful to this person. And that taught me so many important life lessons, let me tell you that. Um, I will never, ever, number one, be in a relationship that's unfulfilling to me ever again. And thank God I'm very fulfilled with my husband. Um, Number two, I would never do anything like that to hurt a person ever again. Um, I just, that pain in itself was such a good lesson to me where I was just like, I never want to experience that pain, that guilt, that shame ever again. And I will do things differently in my next relationship. Although at that time, I wasn't thinking about the next relationship, right? I was obsessed with how can I make this right? How can I make this right? So I spent the next two years really working on making it up to this person. And so March of 2015, Stephanie tells me, Catherine, there's this event that you need to go to and it will completely change your life. She's like, this is so your style. There's this Tony guy. He curses. He's so like super modern, speaks in the 21st century language, but so into personal development. He's going to change your life. And he's so amazing. He's so gifted. And oh my God, this intervention and that. And she just went off. And I was like, Stephanie, I am sold. I will be there next event. Do you know when the next event is? And she was like, no, I don't. So I immediately went on Google. Of course, I've Googled my whole life up until today. So I went on Google and I Googled UPW um, you know, whatever I Googled, I don't remember to this point. And I saw that the next event was going to be in Los Angeles in October of that year. And I was living in Seattle at the time and LA was so easy for me to venture off to, especially since, uh, my grandma lived there. If you guys are familiar with my grandma's couch story, yes, she lived in LA. That's how I ended up on her couch. Uh, My dad lived in LA. My best friend lived in LA. It's like I had so many connections to LA. I grew up there. So it was very easy for me to travel there and find someone to stay with. The only problem, I didn't have the money to go to this event. And number two, my parents, I was living at home at this time, were traveling to France for two weeks. And I was the designated dog sitter every time they traveled. Of course, very convenient, right? If your child still lives at home, they'll watch the dog. And we had chickens and, of course, the house and there's gardening. And my mom is obsessed with her garden, so I had to be there to water it. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, but I need to be at this event. So how am I going to make this happen? I remember convincing my boyfriend at the time to watch my house, watch my dogs, garden, water my mom's garden. And he actually lived with us, too, at this time 
And yeah, so we lived together for about four years of our relationship with my parents in my own home. Initially, we were in separate bedrooms, and then we went off to college because we went through college together. We met in our last year of high school together, senior year of high school. And so we went through college together and whatever. We were just like this big, happy family. But my mom didn't trust him to take care of the dogs in the way that I would take care of the dogs. So I had to convince my mom. And I remember convincing and convincing and convincing. Finally, she's like, fine, you can go to L.A. this week. We will trust him to watch the dog and whatever. And my second problem was I didn't have the money because I was um, very new to the Beachbody business at that time. And I was also a uh, was I no, I graduated. I was. yeah. Oh, no, no. I was about to graduate from college. So I had about a couple more months left of my bachelor's in science degree at the University of Washington. And my boyfriend was actually working construction at that time and was making significant amount of money to be able to support all of the fun things that we wanted to do. So travel, uh, movies, restaurants, eating out, just like all the little bits and pieces of the fun stuff that we did together, he was able to support. And interesting story, actually, just a side story. I'm very, very grateful to him. Also, because as you guys are now familiar with my previous couple of episodes, I've been dealing with um, some issues with my breast implants and I'm actually getting them taken out in two days now. And he was actually super supportive in that journey and actually convinced me, um, actually told me if I would have any trouble making my monthly payments because I took out a loan, $10,000 loan to get these puppies in my body. And he was like, I will help you pay for them. Just do what makes you happy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, to this day, I still have no regrets with my decision. And I'm so grateful for all the support that he, um, how supportful he has been of all of my crazy life decisions. And so he, of course, offered to pay for Tony Robbins. And it was actually my birthday present because my birthday is October 15th. I am a Libra. And the event was, I think, like October 22nd. So it was about a week later and it was my birthday present. And this is very significant to the story because it's very interesting how this event is the reason I met Brennan. (laughs) So, okay, let me just continue on. So October rolls around and I went to the Tony Robbins event. And I've told this story thousands of times. It's how I start my story in about any podcast interview that I've ever done. Um, It's very significant to where I am today. It is like the start of my new life. So I'm sure you're familiar with the story. But just to recap, when I went to this event... Uh, my intuition spoke to me for the very first time. And actually, that's a lie because my intuition was always speaking to me. But it was the first time I ever listened to it or at least heard it. Um, I put myself in this environment of, you know, being super obsessed with personal development, but then also putting myself in an environment where I'm actually immersed and I'm surrounded by 9,000 other people who are here to grow and to change their life. And I was in this environment, which is why I'm so passionate about bringing people to Bali to my retreat is because we create this environment at my retreat. When you are surrounded by people on the same journey as you, things accelerate so much faster. I mean, you have, you make decisions faster. You listen to your intuition better. Um, things just start to process in your head and you start to make connections and you're like, wow, because all of a sudden there's no distractions coming from home or your phone isn't ringing or you're not getting texts or your kids aren't walking in, you know, like you have more time to think and less distractions. And I remember on day one of my, oh my God, I've never shared this before. So this is actually 
a crucial thing to the story. So night one, and I don't even think Brenna knows this part of the story. So you guys are getting the real, the real scoop. Night one of the event, the man that I quote unquote hooked up with while I was still in a relationship with my ex was a childhood friend. I've known him since I was about eight years old. And there was always this like interesting connection between us and he would always have a girlfriend and I was always had a boyfriend and we always joke about like one day we'd get married, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so of course, when I look, what I learned from Tony Robbins is that when my needs weren't met for significance, for connection, for certainty in my relationship, of course, I was looking outwards for some sort of emotional connection. And that doesn't mean that it's right. It's just now I understand why these scenarios happen. I understand what was going through my life at that time. I understand what was going through my mind and what influenced my decision. And the night one of the event, I actually texted him apologizing to him for putting him, myself, and my ex in any weird position and just basically just send an apology text message. And the amount of clearing that that brought to me night one was shifting to say the least. Day two of the event, I'm sitting there. I have my notebook in front of me and actually I skipped a step. Oh my goodness, you guys, I skipped an important, I should have been looking at my notes and I haven't looked at my notes yet, but there's something important here because three, no, I would say around six weeks before I even went to UPW, I bought one of Tony's programs called The Ultimate Edge. And I actually found the workbook in my bedroom, um, in my office yesterday, because we finally unpacked some stuff in here. And in that workbook, before I even went to the event, there's an exercise, there's the relationship section of that workbook. And I remember there's a CD attached to it, and there's a workbook. And I remember Tony via the CD, because I went through this whole program before I even went to UPW, he said, or not he, but like the Tony Robbins company said that it's highly recommended to do this before you come to UPW so that UPW can get into the nitty gritty deep stuff. But at least you've done some of the work before you've even gotten here. And in that workbook, there's a relationship section. And in the relationship section, Tony says, hey, today we're going to identify our ideal mate. And I was thinking to myself, because I had no plans of ending the relationship, right? I had no plans. I was comfortable and I was, you know, see, like, I thought that this would be forever. I thought that this was the relationship for me. And I was like, this is a very strange exercise. I don't need it. I'm with the man that I'm supposed to be with. I'm with my ideal mate and therefore it doesn't matter. And then Tony said, even if you're in a relationship, it never hurts to know what you desire. Never hurts to know what you want because the more you get to know what you want, the more that affects other areas of your life too. Where if you know what you want in a relationship and you're unapologetic about it, all of a sudden you're going to know what you want in your business or in your career and be unapologetic about it. And same with your health and same with any other area of your life. And so I thought to myself, okay, this can't hurt. And so there's a a section of the workbook that, that says your ideal mate And the section of the workbook that says something like your mate from hell. And it was interesting because even then, a lot of the characteristics that I wrote in the mate from hell section matched up to my now ex. And my ideal mate was someone who I haven't met personally. And I never thought anything of it. I just continued on, right? And forgot about it. When I finished the workbook, I just shelved it on under my um, 
a bedside table because I had like a drawer in there. And that was where all my books and tarot cards and sage sticks and all the stuff that I started to get into were located. And I just stuffed it in there and thought nothing of it. And so when I went back through UPW, so let's go back to forward now to day two of UPW. I remember sitting in the audience and Tony Robbins says something like, uh, you're either in a relationship right now or you're planning your escape. And then blah, 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 right? It's not like he said it that isolated in the way that I'm saying it to you right now, but I heard it so isolated. And when I heard planning your escape, I have never really thought about that or resonated with that statement as much as I did in that moment. And then I could not get it out of my mind. And as time went on, I would hear this voice come through, not Tony's, kind of my own. It's like my own, but it was like a a different kind of thought process that I've never experienced before, which I now know is my higher self. I now know it's my intuitive voice. Kept asking, Catherine, who are you living for? Catherine, who are you living for? And I thought, that's a weird voice. Who is that? And so I remember opening my notebook and just writing at the very top, who am I living for? And just like, whatever, just kept going on, kept going on at the event. The next day, day three, which was transformation day, again, that voice got louder and louder and louder. Catherine, who are you living for? Catherine, who are you living for? And I just remember writing down everyone but myself. And that was the first time the light bulb really went off where I realized I was in a relationship that wasn't really fulfilling me. Um, I was in it because of guilt, right? The last two years, it should have ended when that incident happened, really, maybe even before that. Um, I realized that I was currently applying for medical school and I did not want to become a doctor. And I was currently living in Seattle when I did not like the weather in Seattle and really missed LA and have the power now that I'm graduated from college to live anywhere. And yet I still live in Seattle. Why? the relationship. Why am I applying to medical school? Because I'm pleasing my parents. And boom, 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 light bulb, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb. By day four of the event, you guys know the story. I went and signed up for Master University, put 15 grand down on a credit card that I didn't even have. So I I got super creative. I found $1,000 on my own actual credit card to put down and then took out a loan with Tony Robbins for the additional $14,000. And of course, started making decisions and being like, oh my God, my life's about to change. I don't know what I'm doing. I felt so uncomfortable and yet it felt right at the same time. And that entire week, since I made that decision, the entire week, I remember every single day going back and forth. Like I felt like I was at a fork in the road where one one um, road is going to me ending things with my in my relationship. And the other fork in the road was me staying and making it better, right? Somehow applying all this new personal development work that I've done and everything that I learned and staying together and making it work and making it right. And I remember driving with my best friend all around Los Angeles because I had another week until I actually went home. I remember driving the whole week and just thinking, I couldn't get it out of my mind. Like, Catherine, who are you living for? Who are you living for? 
And conversation after conversation, synchronicity after synchronicity, this is also where I started seeing 11-11 for the first time, where as I started to make decisions throughout the week, I started to get signs of what to do next. And as I made decisions just mentally, not actually doing anything yet, but knowing that I'm going to go home and tell my parents I no longer want to go to medical school. I'm going to go home and tell my parents I'm moving to LA and figure this out. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to break up with my boyfriend. And all of these mental decisions, I would get confirmation after confirmation. I would receive random newsletters from people that I was subscribed to at the time, say with the subject, the headline being like, you just made the right decision. And I'm like, okay, all right, this is interesting. And I've never, never experienced these intuitive signs or synchronicities before in my entire life. And this is so brand new to me. So of course, I had chills the whole time. My jaw was just wide open, like dropped. Um, and I remember standing in line, actually my best friend pulled up my horoscope for that week. Cause we, me and her were super into like astrology. We didn't really know how it worked, but we were super obsessed with reading our horoscope. And for Libra that week, it says you're making major life decisions in your, um, life this week. And just trust that you've made all the right ones and you're on the right path. And I'm just like, how does, how do they know? <laughs> right. How do they know? And when I made these other decisions, you know, the more, more clear I got, finally, I was like, I feel crazy. What am I doing right now? I feel so crazy. Like this is, this was my life for the last six years. What is going on? And I was standing in my grandma's uh, living room, actually getting ready to pick up on my best friend again. And she really helped me have these conversations and get clearer and clearer. And she asked the right questions. And we like planned our life together for when I'm going to move to LA And I just remember being like, at this time, I wasn't really, I didn't have this connection with my higher self. I didn't have this connection with the universe. I just remember looking at my grandma's ceiling and being like, God, universe, whoever is out there, like, I don't even know if you exist, but if you exist, I need some sort of a sign, like some sort of a sign to know that I am not crazy. Like I need some sort of confirmation to know that I am not crazy and this is all happening and this is real and I'm going to go home and do this and my life will get better. And that's all. Like, that's all I said. So not even 20 seconds later, I walk to grab some water in my, gr- in my grandma's kitchen. I walk by her microwave to look at the time because my best friend agreed to pick me up at a certain time. And the time was 11.11. And actually, forgot a detail. I asked for 11.11. I was like, you know what? My best friend always says, 11-11, make a wish. Show me 11-11 if I'm on the right path, if I'm making the right decisions. And I walked literally by her microwave and it said 11-11. And I have been seeing 11-11 since every single day, twice a day, not even on the clock, on cars, in phone numbers, in addresses, just anywhere where there's numbers, I will see 11-11. And that's really where that started. Hey, it's me. I'm quickly interrupting this podcast to remind you that I'm hosting a completely free five-day manifestation challenge on my Instagram next week. I'm giving away a thousand bucks, tons of my trade secrets on manifesting your dream life, and there are over 12,000 gorgeous souls just like you already signed up. Will you join them? Will you surprise yourself with what you can attract into your life in just five days? Go to www.manifestationbabechallenge.com 
right now to get your booty signed up. That's www.manifestationbabechallenge.com. And if that link ain't working, just head over to the show notes and you can click the link there. Pause this episode right now and go get signed up. I'm waiting. Yes, seriously, I'm waiting. Did you do it? Yes? Okay, now back to the episode. And so when I went home, I broke up with my boyfriend. I made all these changes and there was a lag time before I actually moved to LA by about four months. But until then, I decided to go home. I decided to be single. I made a decision to make 2016 the year that I really learn who I am and I dive even deeper into this personal development world because I got hooked on Tony Robbins, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this event and that event and I'm going to read this book and I'm going to do all these things. And I decided to dedicate 2016 to the year that I become obsessed with myself. It was a year of self-love. It was a year of self-growth. And I decided to get super excited about being single. And I want to share just little tidbits of lessons along the way as I share this story. But this is something that I recognize between women who attract their soulmates and women who don't is that the women who easily attract their soulmates are the ones who get excited about being single and loving themselves on a deeper level and being okay with being alone and being uncomfortable. And the women who don't attract their soulmates or keep attracting the wrong men are the ones that feel like they need that person in their life in order to feel complete right? They feel very, very uncomfortable being alone. And so they'll latch on to just anyone who shows up and they obsessively just start dating people and start forcing people to fit their mold of who they want to be with. And so I didn't actually know that at the time, you know, I didn't know that that was creating space for Brendan at the time, but that's a pattern that I now recognize having helped people attract their soulmates. I remember that moment of making that decision and getting super excited about my life and going home and making changes and how fast I manifested Brennan. So as I went home, I decided to do a detox. <laughs> I decided to not only detox my relationships, not only detox where I live, not only detox my entire life, why not do a health detox on top of that, right? Right? So I bought this detox program by Beachbody because I was still a Beachbody coach at that time. It was called the Ultimate Reset, and I love it. I actually love, love, love that detox. Um, and the first seven days, of course, were so freaking hard. If anyone's ever done a detox, like all you just sit there and you're like so hungry and all you can do is think about food and you have, you feel like you're going through a freaking hangover every single day for seven days straight. And then once you get over the tipping point, you feel amazing. But up until that point, it was about three days into my detox. It was a Saturday uh, afternoon. My parents were actually out somewhere. I think they went to San Francisco for someone's birthday because they have family that lives there from my stepdad's side. And I was again at home alone watching my dog. So here we are back in the house sitting situation. My best friend texts me saying, Catherine, I have the perfect activity to distract yourself from this detox. Because I was in Seattle at that time. She was down in LA and we were every day texting each other how excited we are about my move down to LA. And she knew that I was struggling with this detox and I was miserable and I had a headache and I couldn't do anything but focus on watching Netflix shows and then my eyes started hurting and it was just like a mess. And she was like, Catherine, I have the perfect distraction for you. Download Tinder and let's let's just 
have fun with it. Let's just see what happens. And I'm like, girl, I'm not downloading Tinder. Why would I go on Tinder? I'm happy to be single. I'm out of a relationship. Like I am not interested in any man for the next year, at least in my life. Why would I download Tinder? She's like, Catherine, you know, like, let's just have fun. Like I'm, I want to look for someone. Let's just show me who lives in your area and let's send screenshots back and forth to each other and just start conversations for fun. Let's just have fun with it. I was like, okay, fine. I try to download it. It wouldn't download. I try to do it again. It wouldn't connect to my Facebook. It wouldn't let me log in. Remember downloading for the third time, fourth time, fifth time. I was like, obviously not meant to be <laughs> like, obviously not meant to be. I don't want to download it anymore. I'm done. And she just kept persisting. She's like, Catherine, just do it. Just do it. Just try one more time. Try one more time. And I was like, fine. Something within me told me to try one more time. So I downloaded Tinder And then that night, me and her just went back and forth, just having fun, having fun, having fun, doing whatever, you know, like random guys, nothing interesting. In fact, I scrolled past every single guy I went to high school with. And I was like, ew, I don't want to be reminded of these people. (laughs) Like, this is so not interesting to me. And maybe like 30 minutes goes by. And I remember to, I just, I didn't know the significance of it at that point. But now looking back, I remember coming across this guy named Brennan. And I remember looking at his photos and being just, I couldn't understand what he looked like because all his photos sucked. It was like him in the distance this weird profile, him playing sports, him like cooking something. And I could never figure out like, okay, what does he actually look like? And I remember reading his bio and it said something like I lived in Australia for a year and I was like, Ooh, I I love world travel. Okay, fine. And something in my gut told me to just match with him just for shits and giggles. And so I did. And the moment I remember swiping, I don't even know how Tinder works anymore. Swiping to the right. Yeah. Swipe right. I remember swiping right on him. And immediately my gut says, this is your husband. And it was very, very like quiet and very just um, very intuitive, right? This voice came through again. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, don't tell me this. I am single for a year, blah, 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 blah. And we just, I just kept going, kept going, kept going. Brennan actually never reached out to, reached out to me. I matched up with like maybe 10, 20 guys and had all these conversations happening. And most of them asked me out on a date and I said no to every single one of them. I was like, no, actually I'm detoxing. Can't go out to eat for another 15 days. So sorry, maybe after I'm done with my detox. And there's just like no chemistry, no interest whatsoever, but I was still having fun. And I remember being like, there's this guy, Brennan, and my mind just stuck out on this guy, Brennan. And I was like, why didn't he message me, right? He's the only guy who didn't message me. Why didn't he message me? And I think it was three days later on a Tuesday where at the time, and I don't know how Tinder works right now. So if you've been on Tinder, you might, this feature might not exist. I don't know. Um, But at this time, you were able to upload additional photos called moments And you were able to like other people's moments. It was just a photo that just appeared on some sort of news feed or like Tinder's version of a news feed. And I remember liking Brennan's photo because I wanted to get his attention. And it worked. An hour later, he reached out to me. And the moment we started talking together, the moment like he reached out to me and then I said something back, it was instant chemistry. And instantly he asked for my, for my phone number and we went straight into text messages and we could not stop talking to each other until three in the morning. And again, my intuition was like, this is the man you're going to marry. 
And again, I was like, no, it's not universe. (laughs) I do not want to get married. I just ended a six-year relationship. This is BS. Stop saying this. I am going to be single for the next year of my life, at least. Talk to me in October of 2016, please. And again, that, that thought just kind of fleeted away and we just kept talking to each other and we were absolutely inseparable. And I'm just checking my notes on the timeline, just making sure I didn't miss any details. Oh yeah. Four days later, he asked me out on a date and he was the first guy I said yes to, because I just was feeling so pulled to him and we just had such great chemistry and I just could not stop thinking about him. And I was like, this isn't happening to me. Why is this happening? It's only been a week since I broke up with my ex-boyfriend, why is this happening to me right now? And I just remember I cannot stop thinking about him. I was just super obsessed. Um, and yeah, we went on our first date that Friday. And the date lasted until 6 a.m. because we could not stop talking to each other. We just sat in the car and just kept talking to each other and talking to each other and talking, talking, talking until we realized the sun is literally coming up. And as Brandon walks behind me, uh, the sun is literally coming up and I need to go home because my mom is going to freak out. And it was so interesting because my mom was also very, very supportive of this, even though my ex lived with us for four years and was pretty much like her second son. And now I know to this day that she intuitively knew knew that we wouldn't last forever. Um, She tells me that now my mom is very, very intuitive. She's very into this kind of stuff, um, very quietly because not the rest of her family um, isn't that, you know, isn't that into this kind of stuff. So it wasn't until I became more intuitive and started to explore this woo-woo side of me and started getting really into manifestation that I learned that my mom's always been into this kind of stuff, has a tarot card deck um, in her bedside drawer that she's had for years and years and years and years that no one knows about. So it's just very fascinating. But anyway, long story short, Brennan and I went on maybe three, four dates, a couple weeks go by, and I'm sitting in my bathtub. I'm having a bath. I'm listening to a podcast and just chilling and enjoying myself. And I'm listening to this podcast And inside this podcast, there's a woman, and I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what this podcast was because it was, guys, 2015. (laughs) I'm talking about three and a half years ago now. And this is when I was just into podcasts. Like, it's very, very fresh to me. I was listening to this podcast, and this woman was talking about how she made a list of everything that she wanted in her ideal mate, everything she wanted in her soulmate. And she met this man two weeks later on Tinder and they've been inseparable since and they're married now. She said, this is how I manifested my husband. And as I'm hearing this story, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Ha ha. And then I'm thinking, wait a second, wait a fucking second. I remembered my list from three months ago. Because again, remember, I wrote this list about six weeks before I even went to UPW, maybe even longer, maybe two months. And I remember where I put this workbook. It was in my bedside tables drawer. And I was in my bathtub, which is actually my mom's bathtub in her room, in her bedroom. So in order for me to get to this workbook, I had to literally walk quite a distance back to my bedroom. But I remember pausing this podcast and being like, wait a second, I have a list. Hold on, hold on, Tinder list. Hold on, this is sounding so familiar. I got out of my bathtub and I just started running butt naked, dripping wet, didn't even care. Thankfully, no one was home. And I ran and I grabbed with my wet hands this workbook and I opened it. I was like, where is this list? Where is this list? 
and I opened it, not even joking, every single physical characteristic that I wrote down was exactly Brennan. And the not physical qualities, more like what he does for a living and who he is as a person and how much personal development he does, because these are things that were very important to me at that time, maybe matched up like three-fourths of the way there, maybe even 80%. And when I was looking at this list, I was just freaking amazed. Like I was floored. And, you know, from that point on to where Brenna and I are in our journey, we've had a lot of ups and downs. It hasn't been a perfect journey. And at the time that I found this list, I realized that we were a perfect match in so many different ways, but there were still qualities that weren't 100% what I wanted. In fact, some of the qualities pissed me off. (laughs) Like I really didn't like them. And I remember thinking to myself, especially when we go through the the downs of our relationship, when we have fights or disagreements, or um, if you guys are familiar with our story, like we've had some downs. Um, And I just remember thinking like, oh, does this mean he's not my soulmate? Because it's not a 100% match, right? Does this mean that maybe he is not the one and I should keep looking? And as our relationship kept progressing and knowing how far we've come today, I've realized that the other, when I look at this list right now, actually, because I did the other day, it is 100% matched to Brennan. And I recognize that the other non-physical qualities of what I wanted was what we had to evolve into. It was what Brennan actually grew into. It was what we evolved into together as a couple. It was stuff that was supposed to manifest through the relationship. And this is so important because I see people who write a list of who they want to attract into their life. And the person comes, their soul, their soul, quote unquote soulmate comes. And yes, I do believe in soulmates. So their soulmate comes and they realize that there's like five things on their list it's completely off and that's not what they actually want. And then they either give up prematurely or they are just unhappy with it. And I always remind these people like, hey, What if the other 25% or less is something that you guys are supposed to evolve into together? What if this is something that this person is supposed to grow into? And when I look at my list around, especially Brennan's um, mindset, so I wanted someone who believed in the law of attraction, believed in manifestation, and was a powerful manifester with me. Well, if you guys know, at the time that we met, Brennan had literally no clue what the law of attraction was and actually thought that it was complete BS. And um, I wanted a man who was obsessed with Tony Robbins with me and went to Tony Robbins events. And Brennan was not that guy in the beginning because he was actually telling me that Tony Robbins is a scammer and um, I should look him up on the Better Business Bureau. And is he accredited by this person and accredited by that organization or whatever, whatever he was asking me. And I was like, oh my God, like, who is this person? Like, maybe we're not meant to be together. And now having had both been platinum partners and having Brennan literally teach his bro friends about manifestation, I'm like, wow, imagine if I gave up on him back then. And so if your list doesn't exactly match up, right? My list didn't exactly match up. How do you know whether this is your soulmate or not. 
And my answer always is, it's intuitive. (laughs) You feel it. You can just feel when it's the right person and you can feel when it's not the right person. There's this feeling of fulfillment. And even if it's not a perfect relationship, because there's no such thing as a perfect relationship, you at least feel fulfillment in the growth that you guys do together or have together. And Brenda and I are far from perfect. We are constantly working on stuff together. We're constantly evolving and growing. In fact, this week, we, we had a major thing that we never talked about before come up. And we realized that this is very, very important to our marriage. And we should probably have a discussion on this. And I need to hear your point of view. You need to hear my point of view. And I just realized we've never had this discussion before, which is very important to our marriage. And of course, it caused some tension between us. But I am so fulfilled. And he's so fulfilled in the fact that we're not perfect and we have things to work on and we're excited about it rather than dreading it or rather than seeing it as like, oh, he's faulty or I'm faulty and we're not meant to be together. And it really is this intuitive feeling that you just feel like they're the right person. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's really as simple as that. And what I felt with my ex was that my mind would constantly, first of all, I did wander off. And my mind would constantly wander and think, is there someone better out there for me? Because intuitively, I always knew that there was someone out there who was more right for me. It's not like Brennan is better than my ex, right? Or my ex is worse off than Brennan because we're all human beings. We're all equals to one another. It is better for me rather than better in the grand scheme of things because my ex is now married and I'm sure his wife would say that he's the best in the world and me being Brennan's wife would be like, no, Brennan's the best in the world, right? So it's just for me. And I would constantly like, my mind would always wander and think, is the grass really greener on the other side? And this is something that never comes up with Brennan. I'm never thinking about, is the grass greener on the other side? Or what would this look like in a relationship with someone else? Or is there someone else out there for me or better for me? Instead, I get so excited about growing with Brennan and and just knowing that we're a partnership and getting excited about what's on the other side of us being together. And I remember sharing, because a lot of people ask me, Catherine, how do you know whether you're in the wrong relationship or in the right relationship? And I say that there's obvious things that are very, very obvious. Like if they're toxic, uh, if it's a toxic relationship and they're abusing you, God forbid, and all these things, like clearly it's the wrong relationship. Get the F out. But then there's also the non-obvious things, which is where, again, the mind wandering and the wondering and the thoughts and the um, thinking about whether the grass is greener on the other side and intuitively knowing that there's someone else out there better for you. Again, better for you. And this is really, really important because I will get some people, when I answer this question, like especially when I do it via Instagram story, I always have people being like, well, Catherine, that's so irresponsible. Like you're going to cause premature breakups in relationships and relationships are of course work and people are supposed to work on it together. And there's a reason that they came together and blah, 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 blah. And I would say from my perspective, this is my perspective by, if you're currently in, in an unfulfilling relationship, and you're forcing you guys to be together and you're forcing happiness and you're forcing joy and you're forcing fulfillment and you're forcing it because it's comfortable or it's right or you're supposed to be together or whatever the rule is that you have placed on this relationship, remember that by you 
being unfulfilled in that relationship, you're actually keeping that person from finding their soulmate too, from finding their happiness, from finding their fulfillment. If you're unhappy and unfulfilled, chances are they are too, because they feel that energy from you. If you feel off, they feel off too. And if you're forcing a relationship to stay together just because of fear or just because of societal rules or just because you guys have kids together and there's a ring involved and like all of these things, just remember that by you, you holding yourself back from finding the person that you're meant to be with, you're also holding back the person that you're forcing things with from finding their happiness as well. And that came true. The reason why I know this, this, this lesson so well is because by me ending things with my ex, I immediately cleared space to find Brennan. And by me ending things with my ex, I immediately cleared space for him to find his wife. And guess what? He's married today. He actually got married uh, six months before Brennan and I did. And they're very happy together. And this is even weirder. My parents hang out with them like once a week, once every other week, because they live within the same vicinity. I now live about a two hour flight from my parents. They live maybe 20 minutes away from each other. And yeah, like, again, kind of weird. I don't, I've never met her. I don't know her personally, but I hear from my parents that they're very, very happy together. And I think about, wow, I could have been selfish, keeping him away from her And also being selfish in the sense that I'm keeping myself from my desires, keeping myself away from what makes me happy and would have never met Brennan, who has brought so much joy, so much happiness, so much fulfillment into my life. And I have done the same for him and we have evolved together and we, I truly believe that we make the world a better place by being together because it's a very healthy, very mature, very positive, very uplifting relationship Um, overall. That's not to say we're perfect. That's not to say there are no ups and downs. That's not to say sometimes I hate him, he hates me, and we just want to like freaking like scream at each other and go, ah, you're frustrating me. And we have tension between us. And that's so healthy because again, if you have polarity in your relationship, if you are, um, you know, if you, if you have passion in your relationship, if there's fire within your relationship, of course you're going to fight. Of course you're not going to agree with each other, right? If you're both speaking your truth and speaking your mind and being unapologetic and bold about your opinion and your point of view in the relationship and stuff like that, then of course there's going to be disagreements and fire. It's just a part of relationships, right? So again, you're either keeping yourself away from your divine soulmate or you're either keeping them away and Also, at the same time, you're keeping them away from their divine soulmate. So it's very, very, very important. I'm really passionate about this, that, you know, the lesson that I'm really sharing with you guys, and I'm just like thinking about it as I'm speaking about it, is number one, if you feel that you're with the right person, do everything in your power to fulfill your needs and fulfill their needs. And do everything in your power to love them deeply. And do everything in your power to work on yourself and work on your relationship. But if you have this intuitive feeling that maybe they're not the right person for you, then just start that conversation with yourself. The way that I started that conversation with myself in October of 2015, when I started to write in my journal around the fact that I'm living for everyone else but myself and figuring out why that was. And of course, right? So you may have met your soulmate 
But let's say that right now, especially the majority of you women out there I know that follow me, you might have found, you might be with the right person, but then now you're curious how to bring them on board with your self-development, right? With your um, manifestation journey, with your law of attraction. You want them to get on board with manifestation because you are a powerful woman and you are a powerful manifester and you're with the right person and you want them to be a powerful manifester too, right? So you guys want to be this power couple. And that's something that I really wanted and actually wrote in my ideal mate list that I wanted to be with someone who is very intentional with their thoughts and knows the power of manifestation and knows the power of how their thoughts create their reality and their emotions create their reality and their feelings create their reality and their beliefs create their reality. And I really wanted that. And people ask me, Catherine, how did you get Brennan on board with manifestation? And that is a topic for a whole nother day. In fact, I actually have a whole module on that in my Manifestation Babe Academy. And I'm actually launching Manifestation Babe Academy in about, I want to say two weeks now. Yes, two weeks, almost exactly two weeks where I have a whole bonus module for anyone who decides to become a student of the Manifestation Babe Academy, I purposely put in there. And this is not just your partner. This is not just your husband or your wife. This is literally for your friends, your coworkers, family members, anyone in your life who doesn't get it. I will show you how I was able to bring on the people in my life on board without preaching to them and without forcing it on them and just making it about their journey, my journey and their journey and using all of my tools and my energy to bring those two journeys together so that they can coincide and become one journey. There's a very particular way to do that. And um, I share that all inside of that bonus module. Um, But before I release Manifestation Babe Academy, I'm doing a free five-day challenge. If you haven't yet signed up for the Manifestation Babe Challenge, go ahead and do so at www.manifestationbabechallenge.com. It is going to start not this upcoming Monday, but the next Monday, which is April 22nd. And in there, we're going to start this conversation. First of all, you got to change yourself. First of all, you got to do this inner work yourself. Remember when I talked about how you will attract your soulmate when you get obsessed with working on yourself and when you get obsessed with loving yourself and when you get obsessed with going on this journey of you and making yourself the most important person in the world for yourself in your own world and really getting to know who you are and your desires and what you want and blah, 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 blah. That starts in the challenge. And as you go after the challenge through the Manifestation Babe Academy, if you feel like that's your next step in there, again, it's even more work on you. And only after you've worked on yourself, can you really start working on getting your partner on board with manifestation? Because they're not going to be watching. They're not going to be listening to you until you've proven it to yourself. They're not going to be listening to you until you start showing results in your own life. And that's, I think, like the biggest, biggest key. So if you haven't yet signed up for the challenge, why not bring your girlfriends, bring your best friends, bring your guy friends. I don't care who enrolls into it. I'm actually giving away $1,000 just for participating. It's going to be done live here on Instagram, um, but you must register through manifestationbabechallenge.com in order to even be considered for the prize because you need to be a registered and through the emails that I send you, you will learn what the secret hashtag is so that you can learn so that you can win the thousand bucks. And it's going to be a lot of fun and I cannot wait.
So there it is, you guys. That's the story of how I met Brennan, manifested Brennan, how we've grown together, and how to know whether you are in the right relationship or not. I'm super curious to hear your thoughts. What did you think of this episode? Go ahead and take a screenshot right now. I know if you're on Instagram Live, uh, just write a comment. I always read the comments after I'm done um, streaming something. I always read my DMs and comments. And of course, I can't get through everything and I can't respond to every single one. And I hope you understand that. Um, But I am super curious to know, did this episode help you? Was it interesting? Did you learn something new? Are you currently in the process of manifesting your soulmate? Are you currently in the process of being with your soulmate and growing in that relationship? And if you're listening to the podcast, go ahead and take a screenshot right now and share with me what your thoughts are by tagging me on Instagram at Manifestation Babe in your story and just writing your takeaway. What did you learn? And if you have single friends, go ahead and share this episode with them as well. All right, you guys, I love you so much. I will see you inside the free five-day challenge. Super excited. I hope you have an incredible day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest the magic.